Seven minutes it is before uh, the uh, top of the hour and uh, you tuned into Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We are making sense of the remarks that uh, President Sir Ramaphosa made uh, and uh, on the eve, of course, of uh, the uh, Sona. And I'm joined by Tessa Dooms to uh, try and analyze uh, some of what uh, the president has said. Tessa, uh, before we get back to what the president was saying, what, what do you make of some of those remarks there from the General Secretary of NUMSA? Yeah, I think, again, it goes to the immediacy of the crisis, right? So we now know that um, the, the bloodbath is on, unemployment is on the rise, yet we we are stopping deaths, and um, we just don't know what's going to happen in the short term. And that's kind of where the rubber hits the road. And again, in the short term, we don't know where we're going to be gaining jobs in the economy. And particularly, again, when I think about the opportunity that's been missed with the small businesses um, and micro-enterprises, particularly, that got no mention tonight. Um, I just wonder that when we say that people are coming out of the economy, where do we think they're going? Are they just sitting at their houses? No. They're going out there. They're hustling. They're in the streets. They're doing things. And so we are, on the one hand, not um, you know, dealing and facing up to the challenge of this mass unemployment crisis that's happening. And on the other hand, we're not starting out um, you know, the push to, from below, get this economy going and giving people who are going to inevitably end up finding themselves having to go into the sustenance mode when it comes to entrepreneurship, some way to actually start to push forward. And, and I mean, Tessa, when you think about that in the context of, um, you know, the massive challenges with the loan guarantee scheme, I mean, to, to say that, you know, you're going to take this back to the National Treasury, work around the modalities and bring it back. I mean, I, I guess the issue is that, you know, there's only so much you can change. I mean, as long as the, the banks remain the conduit, uh, you're still going to hit up against, um, you know, the difficulty of, you know, credit scoring and, you know, lending criteria of the banks. Uh, and the ability to release that money as quickly as you can in order to to sort of save businesses that are on the brink of death, basically. 100%. The banks seem to have decided that they're going to do a business-as-usual approach um, to COVID in general and even to these um, this money that is guaranteed by the state. And the state doesn't seem to have put any terms and conditions on the bank's participation. So we're completely at the mercy of um, these big monopolies that really we don't have any way around. And on the other hand, government has gotten itself in a similar trap when it comes to the SME funds. And so we, we are really left with a system that is not um, agile. That's what we've, we've learned about ourselves in COVID. We are not agile. We are not responding to the actual realities of our country. And there's a lot of protection um, of big business. There's a lot of protection of the money at the top um, at the expense of real livelihoods in the economy. Yeah, it's uh, certainly not uh, easy by any stretch of the imagination and uh, we'll uh, certainly uh, continue, I guess, to, to watch quite closely some of the remarks here. But let's, uh, uh, Tessa, if you can hold the line there for me, get some remarks from uh, Trade Union Federation Kwasatu. Sizwe Pamla joins me now on the line. Sizwe, uh, your, your remarks and, I guess, reflections on uh, some of what was spoken about here um, and, I guess, uh, also... Um, and some of the areas where you felt, you know, the president uh, could have gone further in covering those or maybe gone into a considerable amount of depth. Sizwe? Ah, we seem to be battling there with Sizwe on the line. But Tessa, l let me come back to you. Um, the fourth part of what the president wanted to talk about was corruption um, and the eradication of corruption, I guess, the, the, the strengthening of the capacity of the state you know, to do the things it's supposed to be doing at multiple levels. Let's talk about that fusion center. I mean, uh, the president highlighting this interdepartmental 
collaboration that's happening here. Um, and of course, uh, to try and deal and prosecute um, and effectively bring to justice many of those who have been found, you know, looting at the till. What do you make of that? And I guess, uh, are those commitments, you know, the kind of stuff that society is expecting uh, as we try and turn the corner on this uh, issue of corruption? Certainly at the level of the justice system, um, we're in a far better place than we were two years ago in terms of having, um, you know, posts that are filled, work that's being done. We're seeing some fruits and some results of that um, already coming through the system. Um, and so the, the judicial part seems to be on the go. The question is about the political part of this. And the president seems to have absconded on that again, um, wanting to create this national um, anti-corruption group or I don't even remember what it was called, commission or some kind of committee. And I ask myself, the president in his office, in his political guise, with um, the, the powers that he has to deal with corruption, what is his role? What is the role of the ANC as the governing party that deploys? What is the role of um, you know, the people who you vote into power? Because now we're bringing in a, another structure, that is supposed to hold to account when actually the president has powers to hold to account. He has the ability to hire and fire. And he spoke very little about his own abilities, his own, what he brings to the table himself. Um, and I think that he's playing a political game within the ANC where he's trying to do as little as possible in his own name with his own hand. But that means that we are outsourcing the powers of the president. We are outsourcing the powers of governance that we have given as a country to political parties to deploy and to govern um, to now other structures. And you saw the parliamentarians shaking their heads when they were like, what is a national anti corruption um, team going to come do here when you mm. are the president you deploy you hire and you fire and you could be doing something about this yourself oh yeah tessa um it seems that things are far from easy uh, and uh, we'll certainly uh, try and uh, watch over the next few days or so what comes out of that uh, national budget because it's one thing to talk broad aspirations and ambitions it's something entirely different to uh, place forward the envelope of resources that's required uh, to put your money where your mouth is. And uh, Tessa, it's always a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a little now before 9 p.m., and uh, we'll uh, certainly continue. Uh, the uh, discussion certainly, no doubt, continues on social media platforms, and um, long may it continue as we try and make sense, of course, of all of the tasks we have um, during this period and phase, I should say, of national reconstruction. We're going to have to leave it there, folks. And as I said, we certainly look forward uh, to the budget that's coming up, uh, that uh, is certainly going to give us a bit more detail about some of the programs that the president spoke to this evening. That's where we're going to have to leave it. As always, uh, yeah, big thank you to you all. We're back with you uh, again, of course, next week on Monday. You have yourself a great weekend. Take strength, my Africa.